Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Welcome back to the podcast series on Women of the Bible in the Beginning. Today, we're going to look into the lives of two sisters, Rachel and Leah. You can read all about them in Genesis 29 through 35. We're going to start today with a meeting at the well. Rachel, who tends her father's sheep, would take them to this well to be watered at this time of day. And who does she find there but the strangers in town? And his name's Jacob. And Jacob sees that there's this great stone on the mouth of the well, so he removes it and waters her sheep. He goes over to Rachel. He kisses her. He lifts up his voice and he weeps. Kissing her was not uncommon. After all, she was his cousin and it was custom. But lifting up his voice and weeping, personally, I think that Jacob had traveled a long way. He had met with the Lord, was probably very tired by the time he got to Haran. It had been many days that he was on the road. He was so happy that he had finally reached his destination. And here, before him was a beautiful woman, and it was love at first sight for Jacob. He loved Rachel from the time he saw her. So he's at his destination. He's met the woman that in his heart he's going to marry. So he tells Rachel who he is. He is her father's nephew, the son of his father's sister. So she runs back to the house and she tells her father, that Jacob is in town. And Laban goes running and meets Jacob and brings him back to the house. And I'm sure they caught up on all the family business. And Jacob is there for about a month. And Laban's like, okay, if you're going to work for me, then what would your wages be? Jacob says, because he didn't have any money or anything, so he didn't have a dowry for the the wife he wanted. So he agreed to work for Laban for seven years for Rachel's hand in marriage. Well, of course, Laban liked this. I mean, he's getting free work pretty much. So he agrees to it. And Jacob works seven years. And the word says that it seemed like just a few days because he loved her with all his heart. So he completed those seven years and he goes to Laban and says, okay, time's up. Give me my wife. So Laban There's a big feast, and late in the evening, he takes Leah to the wedding chamber, and Jacob goes in to be with her, and to his surprise, that morning, he has been deceived. Laban had given him Leah, his eldest daughter, instead of the woman that he loved, Rachel. Do you think that it crossed Jacob's mind about deceiving his father when he took the first blessing away from his brother Esau. You know, God has a way of bringing to our remembrance things that we've done when we find that someone else has done it to us. He had, that that story had to cross his mind. Here he had been tricked pretty much the same way that he had tricked his father. He was angry. He was not happy with the situation at all. And we find that the Bible says that Leah was tender-eyed. She was not the beauty that Rachel was. 
And that was not their agreement. So in talking with Laban, he was like, this was not our agreement. Rachel is the one that I want to marry. So Laban sees opportunity here. So he's like, you want to work another seven years? You can marry Rachel. Of course, he's going to say yes, because he loved her. He would do anything to be married to Rachel. But he accepted the wedding to Leah. Leah was his wife, and he honored that. So Laban gives him Rachel's wife as well, and he works another seven years. And we find in Genesis 29, 31, that the Lord saw that Leah was hated. And that's strong, isn't it? That Leah was hated. The word doesn't tell us whether or not Leah was involved. And in that time period, daughters were treated as property. And deals were made that usually the daughters didn't know anything about. So I'm not totally convinced that Leah was playing a part of that. Did she really have a choice whether she wanted to or not? She was hated. There was probably a rivalry between her and her sister, Rachel. And we know that Jacob was not happy with this. I mean, to be married to a man that you know does not love you and did not want to be married to you, and here you're in this situation anyway. But God saw Leah. Makes you wonder, was Leah's God's choice for Jacob's wife instead of Rachel? But he saw Leah. He saw the pain that she was going through. She probably played second fiddle to Rachel her whole life. And here she's in this odd predicament that no woman would really want to be part of. God opened her womb, and it tells us that Rachel was barren. So this is the third generation here that we have dealt with barren women, starting with Sarah and Rebecca and now Rachel. And Leah started having children right away. When she had these baby boys, she had the first one and she gave God praise because he had looked upon her at her affliction. He saw her. That was the the word that she was getting from the Lord. He saw her. He opened her womb and gave her a son and she conceived again. And she gave Jacob another son and she conceived again. She had given him three children, three sons. She conceives again, and she has the fourth child, and she names him Judah. And she looked up, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. And Rachel saw that she had no children, and she was envious of Leah. And she said to Jacob, Give me children, or I will die. This angered Jacob. He was not God. How could he change the situation? Only God could open her womb. And that's a lesson that we need to walk away with is when life's not going the way we need it to go, we shouldn't really lash out and other people or complain about the situation. We need to talk to God. He can, hopefully we're asking him each and every day to direct our paths, lead us, and help us to know how we should go about our day. But when things aren't going right, only God can help change the things. So we need to consult with him and let him know, you know, things are not going going well. You know, I need your help. He's faithful. He wants good for you. He will let you know changes that you need to make. He'll guide you. He'll direct you if you ask him. So Rachel gets this bright idea that she would have her handmaid lie with Jacob and she can bear children on behalf of Rachel. We've heard this before, right? 
Sarah, let me help the Lord because he's just not getting it done, right? Not thinking about here you're giving a woman to your husband. Um, it makes you wonder, does Rachel really love Jacob? And why was she so concerned from Jacob's perspective? He loved her. He was giving her everything he had, and it wasn't enough. And from a barren woman's standpoint, I'm sure Rachel didn't look at it that way. It wasn't a matter of how much Jacob loved her. It was a matter of, I'm a woman, and I can't give you a, a child. And you add on top of that the jealousy, and Leah's giving you four male sons. And I need to be able to give you one, too. So she can't wait on the Lord. She wasn't praying to the Lord to give her children. She is going to give her husband another woman to lay with and have a child. And Jacob agreed. He loved her that much. He didn't put up a fight. So he lays with a handmaid and she conceives and has a son. And remember, this is a competition. So he lays with her again. She conceives and she has another child. And Leah had not become pregnant again. So she's seeing this and she's like, I have a handmaid. I'll have my handmaid to lie with Jacob and she can bear more children on my behalf. So Jacob goes in and lies with this handmaid. Notice Jacob is not saying, no, this is not right. She conceives and gives him another child. He lies with her again and has another child. So this is eight males. So then we learn of this situation between Rachel and Leah. And the word tells us that Reuben was out and he found some mandrakes. And mandrakes have something to do with, with fertility. I'm not sure exactly how it is, but it was something that was connected to giving a woman fertility. And Rachel wanted these. And Leah was like, let's make a deal. You can have my mandrakes if I can have my husband back. So it makes you wonder, is Jacob not going into Leah? So she sees this as a way for her husband to come back to her bed. And Rachel agrees. So she takes the mandrakes and Leah runs out and lets Jacob know that this is, this is what's happened. And you're going to come in and lay with me. And Jacob didn't have a problem with that. He laid with Leah and God heard Leah. And she conceived and gave Jacob another son. And this is the fifth son that she's given him. And Leah says, God hath given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband. So she thinks she's being blessed because she'd given her handmaid to her husband. And Leah conceived again. And she bearing the sixth son. And she felt like her husband would dwell with her now and love her. And she conceived one more time. And she gave him a daughter, the first daughter. Her name was Dinah. So now he has ten sons and one daughter. And at this point, the word tells us God remembered Rachel and he opened her womb and she bore Jacob another son. And she was like a seer because she gave the baby the name Joseph, which means that she will have another son. And we find in chapter 35, Jacob is calling his family and he's telling them that it's time to give up all their gods and be clean. And they changed their garments. And they were getting ready to journey to Bethel. And he wanted to take all these gods. And the gods are like good luck charm. The gods are like 
you know, wooden idols. They're like good luck charms. And we're reminded that to be clean before God, we have to give up the idols in our life. And those idols being anything that takes us away from focusing on God. And that can take the form of many things. Jacob took all these wooden idols. He even took the earrings from their ears and he buried them. They continue on their way. They're going back to the land of Canaan. And as they traveled, God was with them to the point that the cities around them where they traveled through, they feared Jacob's God. They feared Jacob's God. They had to hear the story. Jacob was coming through with all that the Lord had blessed him, not only in children and wives, but in livestock. And it tells us that nearing Ephrath, which is Bethlehem, we know it as Bethlehem, we find that Rachel travailed when she was hard in labor. The midwife said to her not to fear that she would have the son. And as Rachel was dying in childbirth, she called his name Benoni, which means son of sorrow. She knew she was dying. But Jacob changed his name and called him Benjamin. Rachel was buried in Bethlehem. And we find that Leah was loyal to Jacob because the word tells us in Genesis 49, 31, that he buried her in the cave in the field of Machpelah where Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Rebekah were buried. Leah had to be with him for a long time. She was devoted to him. He had to realize that she loved him from the beginning without any questions. She blessed him with six sons and one daughter. She took care of his home, Leah. Is it possible that Leah was the one God chose for Jacob as his wife? We know that Joseph was the most godly man among the sons. He saved the people of Israel, the Jewish people, from starving. We know that Joseph became the second in command in Egypt during a great famine. And he saved those people, his people, the Jewish people, by being obedient to God. But Leah's line, her fourth son, whom she named Judah, was the lineage in which Jesus, the Messiah, came, who was well favored by God. I think you'd have to go with Leah. And it was interesting for me when I looked back at the story that I always thought how hard it was for Rachel and she must have been done really wrong because Jacob loved her and I always assumed that she loved him, but the word doesn't tell us that she loved him. And the word tells us that, you know, she took the idols from her father's house when they left to go to Canaan. So maybe the idols meant more to her than what we thought. When I looked at it, as I prepared for this podcast, the Lord opened my eyes to see Leah in a whole different way. Here was a woman that was probably always second to her sister. She wasn't married when Jacob came into their lives. Her father had to trick Jacob to marry her. They really didn't think a lot about her prospects of finding a husband. And God saw her. And you know, he he uses the ones that other people wouldn't pick to fulfill his plans. The word's very clear. He saw her in her affliction, in her mistreatment. And I hope Jacob came to love her, or she would feel that, that love. It wasn't like the love he had for Rachel, but hopefully in his heart, he made room for Leah. Hopefully there were some good days with her husband. 
Rachel, I didn't see her in the same light that I saw her initially when I read their stories. When you think about it, Rachel sounded like she was really spoiled and used to getting her way and was pretty much having tantrums, wanting her way. And God eventually saw her and opened her womb. That was probably more for a blessing to Jacob because he was going to continue the covenant of Abraham. And we know that 12 sons that Jacob had became the 12 tribes of Israel. And God changed Jacob's name to Israel. So I hope you've enjoyed this and that you'll join us again. Remember that God sees you right where you are and he loves you. Until next time, God bless. The Find and the More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.